Welcome to Cultivating Change, Stories of Regenerative Ag, the podcast from SIBO Technologies that digs deep into the transformative power of regenerative farming programs. I'm your host, Billy Kripe. Let's get started. In this podcast, we are talking about renewable fuels and low-carbon intensity grains that go into ethanol, sustainable aviation fuel, biodiesel, and others. While yearly averages fluctuate, as much as 45% of the U.S. corn production goes into ethanol, according to the USDA. With demand for low-carbon intensity fuel increasing and potential tax breaks for low-carbon farming practices, interest in regenerative programs in the renewable fuel sector is surging. In this fourth part of Breaking Down the Farm Gate, Dan Ryan continues the conversation with Jamie McKinnon, SVP of Carbon Programs at A New Climate. Jamie Ridgely, Director of Program Development and Carbon Services at Lando Lakes Truterra. And Ryan Findlay, Regional Lead Business Development for Carbon Banking at Rabobank. Let's join the conversation. Ryan, maybe you could talk a little bit about, and I don't know how much you focus in the area, but renewable fuels. Um, I think something like 40% roughly of the corn and soy uh, grown in the States now goes to renewable fuels and with um, the sustainable air aviation fuel coming on. And there's a lot of talk about that. Of course, it's more of a regulatory market today and, and there's standards that don't really um, even leverage what's happening at a field level today. But there's also, you know, things in Congress right now about tax, pretty big tax rebates from, from the IRS and things like that. Um, maybe comment on where you see that market going. A lot of excitement. A lot of excitement around it and a lot of questions. And I think this is maybe where a number of of groups are at right now to say, if we look at uh, growers, if we look at farmers that are in the Midwest and they have an opportunity of calculating their carbon intensity around corn. So what is the carbon emissions footprint as it relates to uh, a bushel of corn? And if that is low enough, is there a financial premium or a financial incentive for them to sell that to a specific ethanol plant? And then the ethanol plant will run a carbon intensity score for the production of ethanol, and if that's below a certain level, the presumption is based on legislation, although the regulation isn't out, but if if um, the regulation does follow suit, if they hit a certain score of carbon intensity for the production of, that, of the ethanol, then they'll receive a financial incentive. So there's still some major steps that need to happen, but it is, it is exciting. It is a, a, a space that a lot of farmers are interested in because of what Jamie has referenced earlier in this aspect of additionality. It, it likely will not impact it. It's more of that scope three type of, well, what is the emissions today? What are your practices today? And I think that that concept is really exciting. And and to me, it makes a lot of sense for farmers to be paying attention to this. So uh, carbon intensity, in, in my opinion, is going to be um, a really big deal. I don't know if that's somebody's dog or not. Yeah, apologies. That's mine. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. You're good. So, but yeah, I think carbon intensity is is something that we're excited about. And again, trying to look at the opportunity from a lending perspective, but also to engage growers to say, what are the variables that you can do to 
impact your carbon intensity score. And it goes right back to that conversation of educating and having the right agronomic discussions. Great. Anybody else? Is that pretty well covered? I, I think it covered it very well. I guess that what I would add is, um, you know, we do a lot of work in uh, California low carbon fuel standard, uh, Canadian clean fuel standards, and you know, they're 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 very complex uh, markets, complex commercially in terms of selling low carbon intensity fuels, and complex from a technical standpoint. I think that uh, the IRS and forty five Z. Uh, offers a very compelling opportunity to get started on programs. Uh, the regulatory acceptance under low carbon fuel standards is uh, a ways away. We have a lot of work to do to convince regulators that soil carbon quantification is rigorous enough. They are not convinced. In fact, California Resources Board came up with a decision that was quite negative for um, for the uh, for the recognition of regenerative practices for carbon intensity quantification. And so, uh, you know, our feeling is that we need to demonstrate to regulators uh, through the use of reputable offsets like the VERA Improved Agricultural Land Management Protocol or CARSEP uh, by doing all the soil testing that then is going to inform the biogeochemical models like SALUS uh, to say, okay, we've done this. We can, we, can, um, we, we can demonstrate to regulators that it abides by permanence and realness and third-party verifiability and, uh, and, and meets the uncertainty uh, levels that are acceptable uncertainty levels. Uh, so we're, we're really working towards that type of an option, that using the, the rigorous standards today to, to make that case to regulators so that we can unlock the much higher value markets like low carbon fuel standards. Thank you for joining us on another inspiring episode of Cultivating Change, Stories of Regenerative Ag. We hope you found today's conversation enlightening and empowering. Remember, regenerative agriculture is not just about cultivating the land. It's about cultivating change. Each one of us has a role to play in restoring the health of our ecosystems and building a more sustainable world. If you enjoyed this episode and want to stay connected, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. We'd love to hear your thoughts, ideas, and any questions you might have. Until next time, keep sowing the seeds of resilience, nurturing our planet, and embracing regenerative practices. Together, we can create a greener, healthier future. This has been Cultivating Change, Stories of Regenerative Ag. I'm your host, Billy Crichton. See you next time.